This episode is brought to you by my free What's Working Guide. If you want to download some tips on what is working right now in 2022 from both myself and other real-life indoor playground owners who are currently working to launch or grow their business, head to michellecaruana.com slash what's working, or simply click the link in the show notes or episode description. You'll get the free tips delivered right to your inbox. Download my What's Working Guide right now. If you own or manage an indoor play center or really any business that serves local kids and families, and you want to operate with more ease and joy all while making the living you dreamed of, I created the Profitable Play Podcast just for you. Join me, your host, Michelle Caruana, for small but mighty tips every weekday that will all add up to a big impact on your mindset, your business, and your bottom line. Stick with me to keep the passion and grow the profit in your play-based business. All right, so staying with what I've been doing the last couple weeks, especially if I had really heavy or really long episodes during the week, is keeping the Friday episode short and sweet and light. So I'm going to do that again today. And in this episode, I'm going to be talking all about summer interns because Every single time I typically hear a play-based business talking about summer interns, I absolutely cringe because a lot of people have this huge misconception that interns are this great loophole around paying and it's a great way to save money and get unpaid labor while still giving people experience. And this is just that, a huge misconception. So something that what a lot of business owners don't realize is that The Federal Fair Labor Standards Act requires that a company receive absolutely no monetary benefit from unpaid work. So unpaid workers, even interns, cannot replace paid employees or any of their tasks, and they may be eligible for workers' compensation. There are some exceptions, such as if interns earn direct college credit for their work at your company, but this is really complicated and the universities and colleges generally have a very rigorous process of approving these types of internship programs and they generally want to see all sorts of documentation and exactly what they're going to be doing and they have all sorts of requirements around a project at the end and what they're able to produce throughout the internship and things like that. So If you are just thinking about this now, this is March, then you're probably already too late in order to submit your internship program for actual college credit. Now, of course, there are always going to be exceptions to this rule, but I've tried this many, many times, and oftentimes the process was just too demanding, and I ended up just paying the interns. The legal issues around unpaid work can be super complicated, so I would definitely advise that you speak with a lawyer or your accountant if you generally have no room in your budget for a small salary or a small hourly wage for your summer interns, because I know summer is a slow season for a lot of indoor playgrounds and play-based businesses. So just be sure to get all of the legal issues sorted, but also know that it's a huge misconception that you can utilize interns to replace Uh, actual employees and save on payroll costs. So the safer solution and what I recommend is paying your interns. It gives you the flexibility to have them work on any project as needed. And I promise you, it's probably going to be less of a headache for you to just pay them minimum wage or whatever it is in your estate than to go through all of the hoop jumping around getting them college credit. All right. So I have some tips about hiring interns because this is something that I did 
every single year. And I definitely made some big mistakes the first couple of years, but then by the end of it, I think I had a really solid summer intern program and I didn't even have to recruit those last two years. People came to me because their friends or their peers had recommended my internship program to them. So I'm going to share those tips with you today. My first tip is to really differentiate your program and make it stand out from the hundreds of other intern opportunities that the college students in your area are likely facing. And I say college students, but sometimes interns can also be high school students. So just keep that in mind. So what I would recommend in terms of differentiating your program is to look at your own strengths. So if you are a marketing whiz, or if you have corporate marketing experience and you feel like your business has a really solid marketing foundation, then make it a marketing-focused business. Don't just say, hey, come work at my play cafe for the summer or come work at my soft play rental business for the summer. You're going to learn a lot. You know, make it really specifically focused because that's what interns are going to look for because a lot of times they're either trying to figure out what they want to do with their lives or they already have a specific major or career focus in mind, and they're going to be looking for those keywords. So again, make it a marketing-focused program or make it a business operations-focused program if that's something that's your strength. If you are focusing on standard operating procedures and doing profit loss statements or adding revenue streams to your business or something like that, make it a business operations-geared membership for somebody looking to get their MBA or go into business school. Or if your facility has a lot of classes or would be perfect for somebody looking to work with children in the future or go into early childhood education or social work or speech pathology, anything like that, then make it focused on developing lesson plans and working on classroom curriculum and things like that. So you want to make sure that your internship program is mirroring your strengths and also what your business is focused on, but make it specific. Don't just put a generic internship request out there because it's just going to be noise in a sea of, like I said, hundreds of internship opportunities. So choose a really clear focus so that a prospective intern can easily say, okay, this is something that will benefit me, or this is something that I would be a good fit for. And it will take a lot of the guesswork out of it for them because Again, like I've talked about in so many episodes, a confused mind will always say no. So make it super clear the type of intern that you want to attract and also what skills you're going to be able to provide that person by the end of the internship. And what I would recommend is I would highlight the resume skills that they are likely needing for their particular major. So for example, if they are looking to go into marketing and you want to create a marketing specific mentorship program or internship program. Make sure that they're utilizing all of your company social media channels. Make sure that they are utilizing maybe scheduling tools, softwares, and things like that, that they're definitely going to need to learn how to use in college. Make sure they are looking at analytics and diving deep into strategy. So not just posting and not just staying on top of trends, but doing actual analytics work that will really make them shine when they're applying for a job. So what I would do is I would actually look at job boards. So for example, if you have a marketing specific internship, look at entry-level marketing positions, look at the list of skills and softwares and tools and experiences that these companies are looking for. Because a lot of times these interns that are looking through all of these different internship programs, they're probably already meeting with a career advisor or they're probably looking at entry-level job openings. And they're gonna be able to identify right away if your internship program is going to be able to 
directly benefit their job prospects in the future. So steal the language on these entry-level job boards. So for example, if a marketing entry-level job position says, must be familiar with Excel spreadsheets or must be familiar with Facebook or Instagram analytics or must have experience utilizing a business account for TikTok or something like that. Make sure that you are hitting all of those points in your internship posting, but also when you're actually putting your internship program together. So take some inspiration for job boards. Again, that's just a marketing example. If you're doing something for, you know, people that potentially want to work in social work work or early childhood education, look at what skills and what tools and what softwares and things like that those jobs are looking for. Or ask somebody, call up a company if there's a local one in your area and say, hey, what skills do you wish your entry-level people had? Or what is one thing that would really make a job candidate stand out to you? What would you want to see somebody have in terms of an internship program? What are some skills that an internship program could teach them that will really put their application to the top of your pile? So get some inspiration from those places that is going to really help you. Now, when it comes to actually putting the internship program together, there are some tips that I have around what this intern should actually do. Now, the most important thing that I think small businesses and especially like businesses like ours that aren't full scale companies can benefit that a lot of those larger companies aren't able to do is have direct access to you or direct access to your manager or your team lead or anything like that. So if you as a business owner have a routine or there's certain tasks that you do every day that you think will directly benefit their job prospects or help them build their resume, let them shadow you, let them ask you questions, have lunch with them, let them know exactly how much time they're going to be spending with you because not only are interns interested in marketing skills and things like that, they're also probably interested in entrepreneurship and business ownership. Something that I've noticed about Gen Z and even the younger generations are that they want to be their own bosses. They want to set their own hours. A lot of them have big hopes and dreams of opening up their own business someday or being an influencer or doing something similar to what you're doing. So make sure you let them know that they're going to have direct access to you and make sure you outline exactly what that's going to look like. So is that going to be shadowing? Is it going to be coming up with strategy with you? Is it going to be you know, working alongside you? Is it going to require travel? Are they going to be helping you set up soft play events or are they going to be going to, you know, summer camp fairs or something like that? Make sure you make the job posting really specific so they know exactly what to expect and obviously make sure that you honor that. But direct access to you as the owner or entrepreneur or a manager is something that's really going to make you stand out and put you head and shoulders above those larger corporations. Next, again, I want to encourage you to empower them to create reports and use softwares, use your accounting software, use your point of sale software, because those skills are really going to be something that they're going to look for. Because a lot of times we all know in high school and in college, you're, teach, you're taught a lot of conceptual things, but you're not actually diving into a business's books. You're not actually utilizing the tools and softwares that are going to be most applicable in actual real life job. So I know I already mentioned it, but I wanted to mention it again here. And like I said, if it's somebody that might be interested in early childhood education, have them create 10, 12, 15 lesson plans because they're going to be able to have that produced and they're going to be able to show a potential employer actual something actually 
you know, rock solid that they can say, hey, I created 12 lesson plans and this was the feedback that the parents got. Here's a video clip of this lesson plan being put into action. Here's a video of me actually utilizing this lesson plan in a real life class. These concrete things that an intern can produce, whether it's lesson plans or whether it's marketing plans or marketing strategies, maybe it's a three-month growth plan to reach 10,000 followers on Instagram and they had to create checkpoints and they had to create goals and they can make a list of exactly what they need to do in order to reach 10,000 followers and they can actually document the growth process. So in month one, we grew by 5,000. In month two, we only grew by 2,000 and this is why and this is what I analyzed and these are the tweaks that I made to the plan. You know, make sure that in your internship program, they have something to show for it at the end. Make sure they can say to potential employers, hey, I have this example of my work. Here's what you can expect if you hire me or if you work with me. Because again, that's going to make their resume and their application rise to the top. If they have something that employers can actually review and give them a really good understanding of the level of work and the personality and the values that they can expect when hiring that person. So make sure you're giving them not only a certificate or something like that, but also an actual project that they're working on that has goals and deliverables and is going to be really attractive to those potential employers. And then let them know if you're willing to write them a recommendation at the end of the internship. Obviously, it's going to depend on their performance and if it ended up working out, but make it very clear if you're interviewing people like, hey, if this goes well and if you complete this project and make sure you meet all of your milestones, I will put a lot of time and care and attention into writing you a glowing review not just for future internship programs, but also for future employers. Or, you know, I will make myself available for a phone call if somebody wants to talk to me about your time as my intern. Make sure you are very upfront about that because again, a lot of times in these larger corporations, like for example, I was an intern at Travelers Insurance once and trust me, I never saw any decision makers. I did the most boring things and they barely wrote me like a one paragraph review after it was over. Even or a one paragraph recommendation, they put zero time and effort into my recommendation or into my personal development, honestly. So the more personalized attention and the more that you can go above and beyond for making sure that this person feels benefits for years to come from your internship program, the more likely you are to attract really high quality candidates that are going to benefit your business and give you either a marketing strategy that they're you're going to be able to take and run with even after they leave, or you're going to be able to get 12 or 15 really great lesson plans for classes or events that you can use in the future. So you want to make sure it's going to be mutually beneficial. And my last tip is to contact colleges. And in addition to finding inspiration in job boards and entry-level positions and from other local companies that might be seeking to hire your interns after the conclusion of your program, make sure you contact colleges and say, hey, what is most attractive in an internship program right now? What is what everybody is looking for? What are the types of internship programs that will really help me to attract these high level candidates? And chances are they're going to know and they're constantly looking for internship programs to refer their students to or high schools even. A lot of guidance counselors are looking for opportunities for very specific students who have specific goals and career paths. So Contacting your local colleges and high schools and universities is only going to better your chances of, like I said, connecting with a high quality future intern and 
they might be able to just create a pipeline between them and you so that you're able to, again, hire more easily and make sure that it's a mutually beneficial situation. All right. So that is this episode. It's all about summer interns, but just keep in mind that hiring summer interns is not a way to save on payroll. It is up to you as a manager to pour just as much energy and dedication and passion and mentorship into your intern as your intern should be expected to benefit your business, if not more so. Hiring interns is a huge undertaking and a huge responsibility, and it really should be more of a mentorship a mentorship opportunity than a job. So keep that in mind. Know that it is a huge undertaking and a big responsibility for you as a business owner. So again, take all of that into account when you're deciding whether or not to hire summer interns and whether or not you want to go through the hoops of getting them college credit or high school credit or actually just paying them a wage. So I hope you enjoyed this episode and I hope you have an amazing weekend. Your play of the day is to make a decision. Is this right for me? Am I going to hire summer interns? And if the answer is yes, at least end the week by choosing a focus. So think about what type of internship program you want to have and start doing your research. Start calling marketing programs, start calling high schools, start the research process. And I promise you, you will be head and shoulders above other internship programs. All right. Have a great weekend. Make your play of the day. And I will see you right back here on Monday.